0: It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate, it's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate, oh yeah.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week we're reviewing the Guardians of the Galaxy Trilogy Indie. Mike, three of yes. them done. Volume three, one, um, not one done, three and done, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, Star Wars Day lands with a whimper, going to be honest. Uh, going to talk about it a little bit uh, here because May the 4th be with you. Across the Spider-Verse could set a Hollywood record, uh, which was a huge, big news to me. I didn't, I didn't know this was going to do it. Uh, And more
0: Yeah we are We're in it now I was saying on our Guardians of the Galaxy review It feels like we're kind of in the Unofficial slash official Summer uh, movie season In a way Uh, I think probably the biggest one coming up Next that we probably won't talk about directly is fast x i think a lot of people are going to be going to the theaters to uh, see that one
1: fast x and little mermaid i always get which weekends those are coming out but little mermaid's tracking to to make a lot of money as well those disney live action ones always do they're not they're not in our wheelhouse but they always make a lot of money a lot of kids Uh, go and see those
0: not surprised there at all yeah, yeah but uh i feel like another thing that comes along with the summer too is like we like to talk about chris snacks there's a lot of new snacks getting oh, released between I tell kind of like yeah. this spring and this summer and i got to try three of them this weekend there's a brand new dorito out there it's a hot mustard Dorito.
1: I, a, you, I, I will admit, my favorite dipping sauce for McDonald's Nuggets is hot mustard, Mike. So, like, this ooh. was like right up my alley when you told me about this one.
0: Yeah, the, the, it's, you can't miss the bag. It's giant, it's yellow. I found them today at a 7 Eleven, a little bag. And you take a bite into it, and you're like, yeah, this is a Dorito covered in hot mustard for sure. So, if that's something up your alley, you're yep. getting exactly what you're asking for for sure i was kind of hoping there might be a little bit more of a dorito like x factor to it right you know when i eat a nacho cheese dorito i don't feel like i'm eating nacho cheese i -hmm. feel like i'm eating a very specific dorito engineered flavor Mm -hmm. um but still ultimately pretty good there's a new ruffle out or a maybe it's a i think it's a wavy actually it's a wavy chip a cuban sandwich Uh, And that was actually really good. Like Cuban sandwiches have very specific flavor notes that I feel like you can hit in a chip pretty well. You kind of got the Swiss cheese. You got the mustard. You got the pickle. And they're actually really, really good. I don't know if I would, you know.
1: Would you put them on a Cuban sandwich? Is that what they're for? That'd be
0: fun. I don't know if I'd get them as kind of like a weekly driver, right? You know, I couldn't go to the the grocery store and eat a bag every week. But I'm definitely going to finish the bag that I have pretty good. And then something that you've been able to pick up already that I finally got was yes. the new uh, Rocket Pop Mountain Dew. It's called um, Summer Azur. Freeze Mountain Dew Summer, Summer freeze, freeze. For those who yeah. don't know,
1: and I feel bad for everybody because it's blue like half of the other Mountain Dew colors out there. Like Voltage <laughs> and um, the Shark Bite one are all blue, and so is this one, and they all look the same when you like are trying to find them in a, in a, in yeah. a cooler.
0: And like if you if you envision a rocket pop popsicle in your head when you're drinking it, it tastes uh, exactly
1: like it. It's but, it's um, like identical to like, yeah. it, like a splash of Mountain Dew, but mostly rocket pop flavoring yeah. in there. Um, oh. it comes in regular and zero. By the way, for yeah. people who don't know.
0: And also, I was gonna I was gonna ask you, uh, it's a it's a bit of a chain, but I don't know exactly where they've proliferated across the United States. But there's a chain called Dave's Hot Chicken which is out in the world. I don't know if you've seen one in your parts just yet.
1: I, um, I don't know. Um, I just, I just did a quick Google. The closest one's about an hour away in Lexington.
0: Gotcha. Uh, we've had a couple of them out here in LA for a while now. They, I don't even really know where they originated, but it's a hot chicken place and we finally got one kind of like across the street from where I am. So I was like, okay, it's definitely in the convenience radius now. So I'm going to go give it a, give it a shot. And that was pretty good. They, they, uh, they make like hot chicken sandwiches, but they make them out of like tenders. So they don't really call it a sandwich. They call it a slider. So I thought that actually was kind of cool so like you kind of like order like two sliders and mm-hmm. fries but that was pretty good so cool. ultimately it's it's been a very hedonistic calorie carb driven like, weekend like, for me uh and it's been very delicious uh, <laughs> east
1: east hollywood by the way for for dave's hot chicken um, oh okay it was it, they set up shop in a parking lot um uh to, to sell there first so that's, that's great yeah I we don't have that here i, I i've been on the other side of Mike's thing i've actually because most people may have noticed i had to leave early for work next week to north carolina i had a flat tire like three hours into my journey to north carolina <laughs> uh from my my little uh, suv but what was really cool is um despite everything kind of going on and not in my favor uh, i was able to get to an airport and, and swap out the rental the only rental i was able to get was a Dodge Challenger, Mike. So I got to ride in a sports car for the rest of my trip in North Carolina <laughs> and back. And uh, it's really fun because I was the slowest car on the highway. Because I was 100% sure I would get pulled over in that thing uh, <laughs> if I was not careful. Because they they are fantastic. What I didn't know, it only took one tank of gas to get me from uh, on a seven-hour trip. I actually did not have to stop and fill up for gas once uh, uh, when I filled it up when I left. Which was great. I didn't think a sports car would get that kind of mileage. I'm going to be completely hmm. honest on the internet. Well,
0: when you're going super slow and not cranking the throttle, I, I, you could probably get a little bit more MPGs out of that.
1: Absolutely. And then for next week, uh, I'm going to try to record uh, the show in my new AR glasses that I oh told Mike God. about, and he was, you know, waxing poetic about on the Guardians podcast. So, yeah, uh, Chris
0: is always coming across some sort of random bit of technology uh, that I have to say, not in your defense, Chris, uh, I, I never hear about again. I feel like yeah. I, I'll hear I'll hear about these glasses next week, and then uh, they'll never pop up in conversation again. Uh, well, the the thing <laughs> is,
1: I hate I hate like if, if someone doesn't show interest right away or like doesn't like hey ask questions like I don't want to bog people down with everything because I have a lot of cool stuff and I'm like I don't want to bother people about it. Like,
0: you heard it well. here, folks. Chris has a lot of cool stuff. I
1: do have a lot of cool stuff. Self admittingly, uh, you know, I've got the the again the. Um, my Steam Deck, my my VR headset, and these AR glasses coming in. I, I'm very excited to do that. But this week also very important. Uh, two things, Mike. One, May the Fourth, Star Wars Day, and the new mm-hmm. Star Wars shorts uh, came out on Disney Plus. But nothing else really came out this week, right? Like uh, Jedi Survivor dropped the week before, and I've been playing that game. Just continuously gets better. By the way, uh, for those who are interested, uh, you just get more abilities. It just opens up the world. It's really fun. Uh, the the Visions Volume 2 was on Disney Plus but nothing really else kind of came out for Star Wars and for me it was kind of sad like no announcements no May the 4th is such a weird holiday like it just it created just
0: out of the pure fact that it kind of sounds like something else, like nothing to to do with the date, right? It just sounds, fourth, just sounds like force, which is just hilarious to build a whole holiday just around that because does does this make any sense in any other language? No, absolutely Mm -hmm. not. Because they probably don't sound the same, I would just assume. Uh, And then they're also at the beck and call of just like releases of stuff. Like historically, Star Wars stuff has almost exclusively come out in the winter holiday months of stuff. So you're, you're never really going to get anything there. Maybe possibly a trailer for something could be within the window. And then star Wars celebration had happened already, you know, a few weeks back. So it's like, well, what's, what's left to market? What's left to promote? Yeah. We we put stuff on sale. Yeah. There's usually like some sort of like sizzle, like some sort of trailer that's just Mm. kind of like wrapping up things. But yeah, the only thing new was really that, uh, that visions, visions and yeah. I, we're we're being a little uh trepidatious about that right yeah. we didn't have the best time I, with I, volume one but you know we'll, we'll try volume two we'll i will i would love to watch volume around. two. i
1: think volume two has more studios i recognize and like you know that visually distinction that we talked about i just haven't had time to sit down and watch it because uh, right. i really want you make sure we, we focus on stuff we're watching uh and there the other part of this is in my uh part of the world my neck of the world and listeners familiar with this is the kentucky derby was yesterday mike uh, the first weekend in may is the kentucky derby <laughs> I,
0: I'm only laughing because uh, the wife and I were in the car yesterday, and on the radio, some host said, oh, the most expensive fluid on the planet is from prized uh, racing horses, and I'll just let you all out there
1: assume hmm. what that fluid is. So, I was like, but oh, it's yeah, urine. Like might no. be. The
0: Kentucky <laughs> yeah. Derby is happening.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Kentucky Derby was yesterday. Um uh and sad news like a lot of horses like randomly passed away this week on the track i'm like oh this is not looking good for horse racing yeah uh, that's so, not that's not good <laughs> um, but um you know um a, a a horse who i think wasn't necessarily scheduled to win but like you know the the favorite scratched uh, early on in the week and so you know everything was kind of up in the air so uh congratulations to a horse uh i think it's called mage um or something like that something to do with wizards uh, okay one so, um, yeah, so that was that was this week. literally our city shuts down for like three days, like it's horrible here. And like, if you ever have to like travel through Kentucky at this time of year, because you know, we have May the 4th, it would have been Cinco de Mayo, uh, which isn't really a Mexican holiday for anyone interested, that's just something we do here. Uh, and um, the Kentucky Derby all three days in a row, Mike. It was just wild, everything going on, so mm-hmm. um. Glad to be here. But yesterday, and uh, in, in after everything had calmed down, my wife and I got to sit down and finally catch up on the movie Renfield. The Nicolas Cage as Dracula movie. And if you want Nicolas Cage as Dracula, you're going to get a little bit of it in this movie. But because it's not the title of the film, it's called Renfield, you get a lot more of Renfield in this mm. movie than you thought it would. It's fun. It's like one of those, like, hey, I'm glad I didn't pay to watch this. I, eat some pop- I literally threw some popcorn in the microwave um you know had a drink uh and watched this and literally if you don't take it serious it's, it's a lot of fun it's, it's like a oh, hi- hyper violent right like um you've seen the trailers right when renfield mm. eats a bug he gets his like power so he's like you, like he cuts someone's arms off with a dinner plate in a diner because he throws it so hard like and then there's like obviously the fake cgi blood splattering everywhere so mm. it's crazy nick cage is just chewing his scenery as dracula right from from start to finish but he's not in that as much as I, I wish he was i was really hoping more for like ghost rider uh spirit of vengeance nick cage like where he's like completely uh-huh. unhinged but he he was he was fine he just he's not in it as much as you know the trailers lead you to believe um at the end of the day uh and then also um Aquafina, I did not know she was in this movie. She is the other, oh. I guess, lead alongside Nicholas Holt, who played Beast in the X Men movie. So, uh, those are the two main characters, and it's pretty pretty interesting to watch that. And what's the the guy who voiced Sonic the Hedgehog? Um, uh, uh yeah, 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 I don't, ben I can't think something? of his,
0: Nick Nick Schwartzman, is that what it is?
1: No, no, it's not Nick Schwartzman. It's Ben something. Um, uh, he's in Parks and Rec. Uh, yeah,
0: he, yeah, I can't think of. Yeah, name. either way, he, he that,
1: he's yeah. he's in it. Actually, I didn't know he was in it. He he plays a character in this. Um, uh, I think his name's like Tony Lobo or something weird like that. <laughs> uh, so if you're a big character of uh, it's Ben Schwartzman, I think is what it is. Um, he's in it. it's it's pretty fun. So um, I I would say rent this movie. Do not buy it. Do not own it. But it is a very fun watch if you're like looking for something like, you know, uh, well, just mm-hmm. dumbly popcorn watch a movie on an evening to kill some time. It's an hour and a half long. Perfect length right for something like that. Um, and then I'm going to, I didn't put it in here, but, um, we had a family gathering day to celebrate several birthdays, mother's day, wrap it all up in one hot, like family gathering, right? Like perfect, you know, storm for that. Awesome. Um, uh, we sat down, with my family. I got them to watch uh, most of them to watch Dungeons and Dragons again. Uh, hey. Because I watched it in theaters, like, is it a good movie? I'm like, I had a really good time with it. So they, they put it on. And there is actually, a. I was mentioning earlier, a long take in this movie I forgot, which is really cool because it involves the druid. And the druid can change into different animals. So, like, literally, it starts as one animal and there's like multiple changes as they're like tracking this person through the city um, to different animals. And it's really cool. So, if you've not caught Dungeons and Dragons, Uh, honor among these i highly recommend it yet again uh after getting my family to watch it this uh today earlier today so um good, good good time with that but you finally got to dive into one of my favorite games of last year mike video games and i'm very excited to hear what you thought of
0: uh, yeah, I, I I randomly came across a, a free copy of Midnight Suns, and I just I only put it in the show notes here because I feel like I I played just enough of it to get a feel for the gameplay style of it, mm-hmm. and uh you, it, it's always a weird bargain right when you're trying to sell like um, a high end video game where the combat is based on some sort of like you know strategy mechanic right you know yep. so, uh, like this is a, basically a deck building game uh, it for is the most part uh which is strange because. I felt like the marketing didn't do it justice, almost in a way, of the very first look that we got of this game were these super high-polished, like, cinematic cutscenes. I cutscenes only. man, this looks freaking amazing but then when you actually get into the game the graphics kind of look like a, a high end mobile game for the most part and then it's like this card based game and like this really just feels like a game that probably should have been on a phone for the most part but I, I was oh. starting to get into the mechanic a little bit for sure Um, I kind of like the idea of like not only are you using cards, but you also need to strategically move your players around the uh, kind of battle area and you can use objects within that as almost like a free turn in a way to uh so you don't have to use a card Mm. so that was interesting um but i'm still very very early into the game so i was kind of confused when all of a sudden you you're kind of creating your own character and then you're kind of walking around in the three-dimensional world as some sort of like joan of arc type of uh person and i was like this is this is strange so i don't know exactly where the game is going to go from here but um yeah, I, I would say just it, so far what I'm playing is nowhere near the cinematics, but I do understand that when you're it, trying to sell a game, you, you kind of got to go all out with those.
1: <laughs> it, it So I would say there are thousands upon thousands of cosmetics for not only your character, but the other ones too. And I think once you get out of like – I didn't like the desert I, the, the, the tutorial is like the desert It's not very visually appealing mm-hmm. Once you get into the actual like levels of the cities And like the underground Like you, you're you gonna see where this game like really shines Visually but like You're also very early on you haven't unlocked a lot of characters To build your teams with I think that was really where this game to me is shining Like I can use Captain Marvel and Doctor Strange Or like Nico, uh, Minoru and um, Robbie Reyes right with a car Or it, you can actually have three heroes You don't even have to use your character It's really fun uh you'll unlock spider-man wolverine they've had dlc that introduced deadpool uh venom uh storm and morbius as well to this this world uh blade iron man captain America, you know the usuals so i think it's fun once you unlock those characters so i think stick with it and you're gonna learn a little bit more than you think it is they they do mm-hmm. just throw you into the fire literally and metaphorically if you will uh and you kind of un unlearn why you, your character was quote-unquote reawakened in the middle of this without any knowledge of what's going on so um yeah i i, I hope you play some more i, I i'm excited I, this game has been really fun for me i've really enjoyed it uh i've got another friend who's like played it through three times i'm like that's that's a little obsessive wow. <laughs> but like um it kind of comes to life because what you, you don't see you can actually the cards you have in your deck you unlock more cards and you can upgrade your cards too so that will do more damage or have special abilities so very excited to hear you you play more about this mike because i know you know um Coming upon a copy of something versus spending your money is a little little different all around, right? So, uh-huh. uh, yeah, good luck with that. But let's jump into what we've both been doing this weekend. Um, we were both uh, able to catch up on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which dropped in theaters. So now in theaters, if you want to go see it, now's your chance to check it out. Um, I saw it a week early um, at, at an early preview. Uh, so I've been sitting on it. I saw it again Thursday night, opening it with my regular tickets that I purchased... And and a bunch of people, so that was um, you know it's great to have have people. Well, you don't talk during the movie. It's great to have people there who want to see the movie as well with you, right? Like you're like, hey, if you get on your phone, I'm gonna yell at you because I know you kind of thing (laughs) throughout the way. Um, But you also, I I think you may have brought up on the show about the lights in the theaters. Now, did you do anything about those lights (laughs) in the theaters this time?
0: Yeah, uh, weirdly enough, these two seats that my wife and I like to sit in in our particular house in our theater, our theater house, if you will. Uh, there's like this led running strip along kind of like these two steps and just the way the angle in these two particular seats, the leds like burn into your eyes. So I brought some black electrical tape with me, uh, on Thursday and I just covered those bad boys up. So now those, those, uh, seats in the theater are like perfect. And now the goal is to always get those seats every me- movie I go to to see how nice. long my tape holds up. I just, I find little things like that in life hysterical to me. So, um...
1: hey, look, you saw a problem <laughs> and a solution, and you're not afraid to go in there and take it. So, yes, exactly. That's, that's, that's fantastic. So, so kudos for you. Other than that, I didn't really have a any, any memor- memorable or story like viewing experience at the end of the day. Like, um, the first time, I didn't go to the bathroom at all, but the second time, I had to go to the bathroom quite a bit. I drank way too much that, that second day, so um, thank God I saw it the first time because I've been so mad at myself for having to go to the bathroom twice during a movie. Um, but, yeah, you want to you wanna drop in here? Let's talk about spoiler-free review, Mike. We, we have a spoiler-filled, well, we have a, a a review that talks spoiler-free then full spoilers, but this one, we're going to talk spoiler-free only, so if you want to jump in here, I'll let you have honors yet again on this one
0: yeah overall this is a um this is a great film uh great addition to the mcu uh an interesting and emotional way to end some of the story arcs of the guardians of the galaxy Uh, and it's hard to leave this film without feeling affected in some way right Uh, james gunn does a really good job pulling your heartstrings Uh, Through this film and you're just waiting to see what emotional wreckage you're going to be in by the end of the film and it's overall a it's weird to say it's a good time right because uh, there's a lot of dramatic uh, things happening in this film. But it's great to kind of be back with the Guardians again, kind of like an OG group from uh, was it phase fa- was it phase two? Yes, of yes. Marvel where the first Guardians come through. So so yeah, it's like you have like this longer legacy of characters that have uh, w- woven their way a little bit through Disney Plus. Some of. Uh, the uh infinity saga right uh infinity war endgame they're also in a little bit of thor love and thunder so they've just been a, been around for a while so it's nice revisiting them again in more of an official cinematic mm-hmm. capacity but yeah this one easy to recommend uh chris and i talk about it in length on our spoiler review and it really it, the only thing left is kind of to nitpick about it right there are no. some things that possibly could have been improved, but overall James Gunn, he knocks it out of the park like he has done in the past with the Guardians. Um, uh, Normally, I don't really officially rank a lot of my Marvel MCU movies. I just kind of put them into categories, so I would say this one is top tier for sure, which is, it's great. Uh, It's always good to leave a movie feeling emotionally affected. It's kind of like the main goal of a film, right? To leave feeling a little different than how you came in, so effective mm-hmm. i would recommend this
1: yeah i, I think i, I we, we both pretty much agree right uh, i mean our, our nitpicks may be different but overall feeling is like this is an emotional gut punch of a film in a good way uh like, mm. like you want to go to the movies you want to be changed you want to feel for the characters you want to you know be invested in everybody and at every moment in this movie and i think it does a great job doing that and that's because we've been with these characters for nine years. And, you know, James Gunn, you know, he's not the perfect person in the world. He he does have his idiosyncrasies, his quirks. Um, but I, I, I was glad to see he could, you know, not necessarily set some of them aside, but, you know, tell a, a story without leaning into, you know, way too much goofiness. Well, It is silly, it is is quirky, but it's not overly done. And um, he, he, he has really ridden that fine line here with this movie and done a great job coming out the other side. Uh, with that and you know if you if you're a fan of the first one if you're a fan of the second one uh if you're a fan of the holiday special absolutely recommend this wholeheartedly we have you know not you know there are there are mcu movies that do deliver um stakes and, and and quality and action and visuals all at the same time and you know this is this is one of the few um you know this you know black panther also comes to mind right an emotional you know journey there are i would say it's not you know we've heard a lot of superhero fatigue it's not i don't think it's true i think if you're telling a good movie in a good way that whether it's a superhero in it or it's connected to marvel or not, it doesn't matter this movie is a good movie throughout and and does a good job you know you know, setting up the the tropes we're all used to right mcguffins and, and ticking clocks and all this other fun stuff but does well with characters we care about and comes out the other side that much stronger so um whether, you know it's it's whether they're truly done with the guardians or or they want to continue some characters later'm um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy either way and was glad to be part of this journey from start to finish right um, really really happy to see um, you know James Gunn make us care about aliens uh, like really one human several aliens and a couple CGI only characters uh, that never really are they're not real on screen they're just pixels and I think that's a a true success of a film at the end of the day mike so I, I think we both agree um huge success right and i think the other part of that huge success is the box office right um this is the highest thursday for any guardians of the galaxy movie on preview nights i think it had like 17 and a half million dollars on a thursday night um which we were both there for that we contributed that wholeheartedly and it knocked mario off the number one spot uh for like what four weeks now Mario, Mario was a good time as well. So you know, no, no, nothing against Mario. Um, just you know, Guardians came out strong. People were waiting for it. It's currently sitting at 282 million dollars opening weekend. Um, my guess is it's probably made its money back with that, um, or, or close to it, and it's the 50th highest opening weekend ever for film, so uh, worldwide. So do you? We we've talked about this before but with a lot of other movies coming out, Mike. Do you think this has the quote-unquote proverbial legs um, as we get literally into the first loaded summer movie season in years.
0: I don't think this is going to be the movie that defines the calendar year or the summer in no. any way. You know, I, I would say... it Indiana Jones? It, it, you know, possibly. <laughs> I mean, this one doesn't really have so much of a unique selling proposition outside of just the fact that it's kind of the final Guardians movie. Kind of. It's James
1: Gunn's uh, last Guardians movie before he only goes full DC.
0: Yeah, you gotta be pretty in the weeds to kind of know the specific meaning that this film has overall yeah. for the filmmaker universe blah 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 i would say there's a lot other bigger 10 movies that are happening this year that probably have a little bit more on the line so i think this movie is definitely making money there's nothing to uh shake a stick at there but i i think we'll probably see bigger like uh impressions and engagement with like fast x that's coming out uh mm-hmm. spider-verse will probably have a a bigger kind of creative tale to it because it, you know it's the it's the animation movie that kind of kicked off this new visual revolution. You know, uh, Indiana Jones uh, yeah. is probably going to be the last time that maybe we see Harrison Ford in a big cinematic experience like this he's obviously out there still acting but this is this is probably going to be a big end of the chapter for him so yeah guardians kind of kicking off the summer but uh probably won't have as big headlines once these other films start rolling
1: yeah i i I think there is a yeah diminish i you say diminishing returns maybe kind of going forward on this um you know for for films because they're Literally, we looked at our calendar. We're, like, in the theaters doing almost two podcasts every week for, like, all of June and, and July. Mm. Uh, so I'm like, oh, um, it's got a lot of competition. But that does that's not a bad thing. I mean, you know, a lot of people will be coming out to see it now because – or they'll be seeing it later because they, a lot of people won't go opening weekend. I know people who, who refuse to go opening weekend, despite the fact – I think Thursday showings have the strongest audience, right? They're like, hey, I want to be here early to watch this because I want to avoid spoilers. So they're not – you know, necessarily on their phones or, or ruin it for everybody else. But, you know, I think to me, this movie maybe has like two weeks in it, right? Maybe, maybe three before uh, little mermaid, um, and fast X come in and, and, and take over. Cause fast movies, despite how you feel about them, they make money. They make a lot of money, uh, right. in, in ridiculous ways. And, you know, the, the, the rumors I hear about them bringing back, um, Paul Walker's character just keep blowing my mind. I'm like, no way they're going to bring it back in these movies. But, They've technically not killed them off in the movies, Mike. So, we'll we'll see uh, about that. But yeah, Guardians, um, you know, financial success almost guaranteed. Um, I, I, you know, congratulations to everyone involved. Hopefully, we, you know, we um, we get some news about the 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 uh, the stuff at, at uh, later this year. So that's gonna make me jump into our next topic, Mike. Unless you have something else you want to talk about here, with Guardians. No. So our next topic is about Marvel as a whole, Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we should expect this is from industry and starts expect multiverse an updated multiverse saga update at San Diego comic-con. And I am absolutely ecstatic to know what this is going to be. Right. Like I have full, full, like, I guess, I don't know, strong feelings. We're going to get a fantastic forecast at least by then at the latest, uh-huh. I think we're going to get a new release calendar wholeheartedly for everything uh, going after 2023. I think everything, and there's two reasons for this, and we'll talk about one one good and one bad. Uh, the good the good one is, and we'll talk about the bad later, is that Bob Iger is back at Disney, right, surprisingly, uh, at the end of last year, beginning of this year, and he is like, slowed down releases. More quality, less quantity, and under Bob, the other Bob, Bad Bob, what's J-pec, his name? yeah. Chapek was, was like, yeah. you have to do J-pec- this now, release everything immediately kind of thing.
0: Yeah, Chapek was still in charge when we got that, that most recent dump of the marvel schedule which was going to be uh at Com- which was at comic-con last year so yeah now iger's back in the mantle and we have lots of things uh externally and internally kind of yeah. reconfiguring the schedule of the mcu uh we haven't really officially in any capacity on the show i think talked about jonathan major's shaky yeah. future as kang moving forward mm-hmm. uh with his uh Kind of, I guess, personal life is maybe the maybe the best way to put it for now yep. of what's happening with his character. I've seen a lot of people over this weekend uh, championing the performance of the actor. I And I say this because I don't know how to pronounce his name who played the uh, high evolutionary in the Guardian of the Galaxy Vol. Yeah. 3, of how, like, well, maybe you expand that character and maybe minimize Kang, or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think Kang is still safely in the zone where you could recast him for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think that's okay and, and safe to do, which is maybe not the best thing if Jonathan Majors is listening to this podcast, but I think that could possibly change the future for things a little bit, but, I mean, it would be wild, right, to take... A movie called Kang Dynasty off the schedule, you know. Oh, I don't think
1: uh, I don't okay. think they change. Yeah, I don't think they change their storyline they're working towards. I think they changed the actor playing that role. Right, like mm-hmm. it's easy to say, oh, well, we have vi- this person's a variant. We have variants that look different, right? Like all Loki had, like how many variants that look different than him? One was mm-hmm. an alligator, so like one's a girl. One one was, um, you know, the classical actor who played classic Loki, right, or uh, mm-hmm. whatever. So. There is, you know, they could easily do it. We've not talked, but simply because nobody has, nobody has officially done anything or said anything. So I'm like, this can go either way, right? Like looking at the history of Ezra Miller and how they did not redo the Flash, um, literally anything's possible at this time for I think a lot of this stuff. Um, like you know, Loki season two is in the bag, right? They've already filmed it. They they can't really go back and redo the whole season without delaying it. How long? A year or more, maybe. Um. So I, I, I there's a lot of factors up in the air, and I'm I'm I don't know which way it's going to go, and I don't think that's why we really talked about either. But maybe by K- Comic Con, if we might have some news either way. You think like one way or the other, like is that yeah, what you're trying to could... get at?
0: I mean, it it does it does make me wonder, like, what's the what's the big announce? What's the milestone that they could do it at? Comic Con seems to make the most sense, mm-hmm. right? I, it's the biggest one coming up.
1: I would say at this moment in time, I don't think there's a recast in play, but you know, don't count anything out going forward. I guess.
0: Yeah, it's almost it's almost like yeah, you might hear a decision kind of like out there, like on Deadline or the Hollywood Reporter or something like that, but we probably won't visually get some sort of like confirmation about it for a while. Right. They don't really need to make the decision at the moment. There's Uh, nothing
1: in production that would involve him. So,
0: yeah. So they, they got lucky, at least in that regard.
1: Yeah. So I, I still think he'll, I think he'll maintain. Um, I think he'll, I think he'll maintain character based on, you know, again, it's all pure speculation at this point, but I I think they'll try to maintain as long as he, you don't, we hear nothing else kind of, I guess snowball out of this at the, at the end of it. Mm Um, but you know, at the same time, you know, there's, there's some other stuff. We'll talk about the external factors here in a minute, but like the, the, the reporter was like, you know, San Diego Comic-Con will be, you know, every, like a lot more going forward. And I would not be surprised as we have put down on this, this theoretical calendar that I made once, um, that all these shows will get shifted. All the movies will get shifted and phase seven or no phase six will get expanded quite a bit, right? Those, we had a lot of movie release dates in there that weren't unveiled. I think those might get unveiled. As well, mm-hmm. um, so we'll we'll keep you guys posted as always. However, on the flip side of things, there are some external factors. Um, the uh, The Writers Guild Association is now currently enacting a writer's strike across mm-hmm. uh, Hollywood and and Chicago and, and New York and everywhere that the Writers Guild has members, right? Um, and there are people out there. Um, you know, this this is if you're a Writers Guild Association and you're taking part in the strike, you know, this is really I would say shut down a lot of um, weekly shows, right, or daily shows? Was it the like um, the, yeah. da- the the yeah, show a- stuff like
0: that? Yeah, when there's a writer strike, the the first things to be affected production wise are kind of like your daily, nightly shows, your nighttime shows, your um, Saturday Night Live you know, is one of them. Yeah, That's a weekly. Th- yeah, things like that that are that are live and have a writers' room, right? So those are the first affected, and then you go into things that are in production, right? Things where writing is happening. Yes. And also uh, on social media, you've had a, you've had a lot of writers and showrunners kind of sharing the fact that uh, writing doesn't necessarily stop when all of the scripts are written and approved and you go to production. There is still a lot of writing that happens when you're on set uh, putting the show together. So there's a lot of things that have been halted because um, you just you're not going to get the same quality out of it. Uh, The Duffer Brothers, the creators of Stranger Things, just announced that they are halting production on the final season. Uh, Stranger Things because they are not allowed to write on set because that would be going against the WGA and they are in full support of the picket of the strike. So they are just doing what they see best, which is delaying the show, which is a great power move, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's rumors out there that Netflix could possibly be one of the bigger holdouts when it comes to the strike, because I mean, they've been, uh, I mean, they've been lucky as hell riding this wave of, you know, quote unquote new media where they've been really dodging a lot of fees in order to make the streaming. They, yeah, they,
1: they are probably, I would say, the biggest target of this as well, like one of the bigger targets, right? Because yeah. the, the writer's strike comes down to you know negotiating for writers to be paid for things on streaming because when these contracts were written, streaming wasn't a thing. It didn't exist. So yeah, they've been skirting they, a lot of royalties and things to the writers who get paid for these things to be, live on in perpetuity on streaming, and that's what you yeah. know, they're fighting for.
0: There's a great Hollywood journalist out there by the name of Matt Bellany that has an awesome show called The Town, and recently he had an episode where he brought on uh, Adam Conover, who's just a great educational explainer, right? You might know him from the show Adam Ruins Everything, and he's also one of the members... Of uh, the bargaining group that are leading up the strike and he had Adam on the show and just does a great job of communicating at what the writers are fighting for because just systematically over the years ever since the last writer strike studios have just found every nook and cranny and loophole to just cut costs on the writing side of things when uh, it just feels like you maybe you should be cutting executive bonuses and CEO pay before you start cutting the pay of the people that actually create the shows that you love of, right. You know, without the Duffer Brothers, there literally is no Stranger Things. Right. No AI is going to whip up Stranger Things. I mean, it might be able to make something similar to it now because there's so much source material out there. But before Stranger Things was written, there was nothing out there quite like it. Right. So you still need the originality and the creative the creativity out there in Hollywood and you got to pay a premium for it because it is, it is hard to do. Mm-hmm. So a long winded way of saying, uh, I don't want to hear anyone complaining about their shows yeah. being delayed or their movies not coming out it, because they feel like maybe writers the, are being like greedy. Like David Zavlov makes like a quarter of a billion dollars right. for a salary, a quarter of a billion dollar salary, one man. So I don't, yeah, I don't want to hear well, people it's, it's,
1: complain. Well, it's also, <laughs> So, you know, the more again, the more you, you pay your writers and the more you invest in this, you know, from the ground up, you're gonna have quality at the end of the day, right? That's that's yes. what it comes down to. The um, you know, the writers, I believe the last time they struck was like mid 2000s, um, it's 2007,
0: I yeah, think, yeah, I was gonna say, years ago, whatever year that is,
1: because hero, the show Heroes was um written hastily, like the week before the whole show, or one of the scenes, like the week before the strike, so they could get it into production. And that's when the show really went down the shitter, um, if you will. And then also the second Transformers movie, Darker the Moon, was written the week before the strike so they could get it into production. And yeah. obviously the first Transformers movie still, I think, holds up, right? But the, the, the decline was when they didn't actually have writers doing it. Like, the, yeah, they were they really yeah,
0: sucked. I, yeah, you, you bring up a good point. Don't look at it as something that's, like, hurting, something that you love right now look at it as like oh here's an example of what hollywood looks like if there's no writers out there yeah. right if there's just like scabs or ai like you're not going to get anything yeah. good of quality so please do your best out there online to support the writers you know you might yeah. not physically be here in hollywood uh to you know drive by and give them a honk of support as they're picketing outside of a studio but if you if you happen to come across like a tweet or an Instagram yeah. or post or something like just just throw them yeah. a like throw them a little bit of support because they are out there. My wife is one of them, uh, out there boots to the ground, walking walking the picket line. So um,
1: yep. yes, it, uh, and, this
0: this this podcast will be it, an eternal uh, an eternal and, uh, fountain of support for them. Yeah, for
1: and, sure. and this is how you know, whether it's writers, producers, directors, whatever it is, you know, this is how we get better things and better product for everybody at the end of the day like you know you Mm -hmm. you support them whether it's the writers the 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 the, everything you know in a film has this so they don't get exploited and we get good quality going forward so this is Mm -hmm. absolutely fantastic blade is currently most of these are like again live shows are first pre-production is second and in production is third right in terms of like how how this affects things so blade Mm -hmm. is in pre-production uh, we just announced a new director or writer last week, right? From from True Detective, and now it's completely paused. Like they are not doing anything on Blade because they're in the writing process for. Yeah, I wasn't right? I
0: wasn't really too shocked to see this. Right, like yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see this headline without a writer strike. This movie has just been delayed and delayed and delayed. Yep. Uh, apropos of just many creative differences, so I was like, okay, maybe yep. it's a good. This this one needs as long as it could possibly yep. get because it feels like they got to get their ducks in a row and, and that, maybe
1: this will give them a little extra time. Yeah. So, so yeah. So a lot, of, a lot of, you know, most, most writers, 90 something percent of them are out there. Um, even, um, you know, you can belong to multiple guilds in, in Hollywood uh, in, in New York and stuff. So absolutely, you know, um, this, they're pre-production. So this is canceled. Now the other one in production, wonder man, just a few weeks in is also pause production. Now this is what you mentioned uh, earlier. There are writers on set, changing things and adapting things as things come to life right like you -hmm. may write a script and think it's the most perfect thing ever but a lot of those changes or pickups come on the set when you have the actors there to film it so you don't have to do reshoots or you feel something doesn't work so the wonder man has writers on set and this production entirely has been paused because those writers were on set while they were working on this as well Mm -hmm. so um yeah this is just you know uh two things that we all enjoy that are currently you know are looking forward to that are pause that are under the marvel slash disney umbrella and there are more things but these affect you know our news cycle most specifically now moving forward now big companies uh who who are who have gone through these before and know they know what what to do um such as marvel and disney captain america new world order still plans on hitting this production schedule later this summer um if the strike is still on you know they may not and they may not have writers on set But because this was already written and already planned and they're just waiting on production, they're still hoping that the strike will get resolved and, you know, um, the negotiations will will work for everybody and this will still hit production at the end of – or in the summer.
0: Yeah, it's hard to know how long a strike like this could last for because they are bargaining for different things than the last time they had a strike. But just for context, the last strike went 100 days, which is – basically the length of the summer right so yeah there are things that could be hitting production here early fall into summer and yeah they might not necessarily have to change their schedules because hopefully everything should be solved and resolved by then yeah uh if this if the studios get their get their act together right Mm -hmm. so yeah there's a good chance there's a lot of stuff still happening on on many slates out there that'll be
1: uninterrupted yeah exactly so captain America: new world order obviously um it's i think it's been in production right like we've seen harrison ford on on um set and some other stuff uh you know they they stuff so so it's still working on its production there are just no writers on set as well so um deadpool 3 is the other one right um this is a you know movie everyone's excited for ryan reynolds hugh jackman it is still planned plan on track for production this fall uh if everything kind of goes through so um again hopefully it's not a long strike and everyone can get what they want and we can resume and- services as usual
0: and and Deadpool three is kind of interesting in a way because you know uh, a production of a film you know can take a couple years sometimes right and the actual filming of it is just a very short amount of time as opposed to like pre production and post production right and as we know uh, Ryan Reynolds can really just get into the ADR booth right and post production mm-hmm. and just like really change the lines as long as he's underneath a mask yeah right so th- there's a chance that post production for that film. Could come well after a strike is over Right and then you could still go in there and like Retool a lot of different things so Deadpool might be a little lucky in that Aspect yeah uh, where uh, The star of the You know of the film Ryan Reynolds is kind of Also a very much a creative Partner in it too so He technically is not allowed to Right. rewrite anything or kind of change the direction of the story but he is an actor with with mm. free agency so if he's just on set and wants to take another take and do an, and just add the ad lib line yeah. or do something like yeah they are they are allowed to do that so yeah, yeah there are still there are still ways that you can bob and weave through it without you know uh you know breaking any yeah and, and
1: they're not they're not trying to break rules they're just you know exactly you want to keep every like If our production's paused, nobody's getting paid. So you want to try to keep as much as you can so everybody else whose work relies on this is getting paid and they're getting yeah. work. So
0: the last thing you want to be out here in this town is a scab that yeah. all of Hollywood from top to bottom runs on some sort of guild or some sort of union, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure you stay on the right side of and, uh, these guilds and unions and also just your coworkers that are in them as yeah. well. So yeah, yeah. even uh, you're not going to see a lot of uh, a division across these lines.
1: Yeah. And even if you aren't a union member, you still get the basic union, rights as an employee on a production right so like Mm -hmm. you're still getting the benefits of what the union's doing even if you're not a union member yet so there is benefits for everyone working on this not just union members at the end
0: yeah you're really raising the tide for everybody else at all i used i used to work a few years ago in a, in an office space that was unionized and the unionization rose the benefits for everybody in that office, even if they weren't part of the union. So, yeah, yeah. uh, you're always going to hear, uh, you're always going to hear, um, uh, positive stories from yeah. us over here when it comes to yeah.
1: collective bargaining. So Absolutely. hopefully
0: just everything wraps up, everyone gets what they want and we can just get Hollywood back, uh, back moving.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Just, you yeah. know, it, it, the, it starts at the top. Cut your money there, put it down at the bottom, and build your house from the bottom up, and you'll have a solid foundation with great stuff to mm. come. So, that's 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 how we we feel and, and believe in over here. So, absolutely. So, let's shift to some stuff and some other things that are not like, hey, let's get depressed here. Uh, Fantastic <laughs> Four. This is a little, little juicy one here. Uh, I, I guess a very trusted scooper slash leaker slash source has said that Adam Driver has as a done deal and has signed on to play mr fantastic slash reed richards in the fantastic four movie
0: yeah well you might as well throw uh the other one in here as well when you yes. talk about him as a duo so
1: the other um thing is obviously you have fantastic four you have uh the invisible woman sue storm and margot robbie is rumored to be the frontrunner slash in negotiations for that role as well yeah
0: I mean, two Hollywood heavy hitters, right? Uh, you could, I mean, especially after Barbie comes out this summer, yep. you got Adam driver off of, uh, you know, he's <laughs> Star, War. Star Just Wars. Just say Star Wars. Wars yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's been another thing. 65, well, right, you know? the movie
1: that nobody watched. <laughs> he, he was in,
0: what, it's like not his Netflix, fault. Uh, yeah. marriage, marriage story or something yeah. like that. I it's think. not his fault. Uh, it's, it's
1: yeah. okay. But yeah.
0: Yeah. But he, he's, he's a tour de force for sure. Um, I, like i've always been kind of hoping they would take mr fantastic in the, the ultimates direction where he ultimately becomes like the bad guy yeah because it's just such a, a cool like unexpected outcome right for one of uh, an iconic hero that you've seen in the legacy of marvel for so many years so uh, i could see adam driver doing that for sure we're familiar with him being a bad guy but i can yeah. see him being kind of like analytical super sciencey into it as well uh yeah. margo margo robbie another uh awesome, powerful actor who I guess would be, uh, defecting from DC in mm-hmm. a way. I don't, I don't know exactly. Well, uh, she, she, I don't yeah,
1: think she was treated uh, fairly before James Gunn either. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I think these are pretty good, big powerhouses. Yeah. I'm also still okay with the idea that um, all of the Fantastic Four are relatively unknowns. I mm-hmm. would be okay with that of them kind of like building up a kind of a, a, a like a junior squad and just kind of honing them over a couple years and yeah. a couple films, kind of really building out the characters from their personalities. But I, I suppose this is the more star-studded route to go for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I am... Adam Driver is fine. I don't love this. I, I'm not in love with this choice, but like at the same time, like I don't have a better option to offer up to anybody here other than, yeah. hey, do you want John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, like everybody has wanted for the past <laughs> ten years? Sure, but like, is that going to happen? No. So I don't really have a yeah. better option. I don't think I love Margot Robbie as Invisible Woman simply because she's been Harley Quinn for so long, right? As in my head, and that's not saying she can't do the role and she can't be she's an actress and can do great things. I'm just not in love with the choice. But at the end of the day, I think it's fine, right? Like... Yeah, I, I would say no red flags with yeah. the casting... But maybe
0: not as inspired as maybe some people would hope. I guess we still have to see the rest of the cast round out. Yeah. I think I've seen, uh, like, random Instagram posts with, like, rumors with big, uh, well, with big uh, sprinkles we, we of salt. We talked about that there's, like,
1: Mila Kunis is like, the thing last week. Yeah. The, but she said, like, I'm not in the movie, but I know who is. I'm like.
0: Yeah. And then there's, like, a yeah. Johnny Storm that's being floated around with an actor I'm not super familiar with. So maybe yeah. we'll get a little bit of both of, like. Knowns yeah. and uh, unknowns, but um, I mean, if if these rumors are as, especially the Adam Driver one, are as cemented as you think, right, Chris? Yeah seems like comic-con is a great place to debut the cast of the fantastic four right
1: yeah and if they don't because marvel's weird they'll sometimes just do a random announcement in the middle of the week right like mm-hmm. hey we don't have a movie till november what are we gonna do uh i could see them also pulling it out in the middle of the week of like maybe announcing one or two but not all the whole cast right kind of thing so mm-hmm. um yeah th- this like i said this these two things are fine these two actors actress is fine so i'm not again i'm not rioting against it but you know just Yes, we'll have to see them. I want to see what they look in action. I trust Marvel to get really good, um, you know, I guess, uh, performances out of their actors. You know, you know, looking at Sarah Halley Finn, the name we see the, the casting director on every Marvel movie uh, mm-hmm. saw it before Guardians. I'm like, she did a really good job with Guardians, so can't really argue here as well. Uh, the other part of this Fantastic Four thing is that the Silver Surfer will not be in the movie, Mike, but another Galactus Herald will be. The um, axe wielding Terax, uh, who is uh, one of the original Guardians, or not Guardians, Galactus Heralds, if you will. Um, I think this is great because then you can kill him off and no one will care. If you put silver surfer in there you can't really kill yeah. him off and nobody will die uh so yeah, i'm well, like also, you need to have a, a, a villain you can waste in here
0: yeah well also we too we have that rumored report of that silver surfer special presentation that yeah. could be hitting uh disney plus anytime now it feels yeah. like but uh but who knows so maybe that's uh one way that they kind of build the character up on the side maybe it comes in I don't know, Fantastic Four or Two or mm-hmm. whatever the MCU looks like after this all if, these if, incursion events happen. They
1: could do an Annihilation. I would not be surprised if the Silver Surfer meets up with some of the Guardians of the Galaxy later, right? In a different movie kind of thing. Like we talked about, mm-hmm. you know, you know, if they're not done and they bring him back, they could they could meet this character because he was part of the Annihilation uh, series. That was great. But Terax, an axe wielding villain who was just big and kind of Kind of looks like um, Dark Side a little bit if he, when you Google them, um, so it's fine. You can have a kind of a CGI villain as mm-hmm. a villain here that we've never seen before. That's okay with me. And then also, so this movie is still on track with the the writers, uh, the WA uh, strike going on. My guess is they're not writing the script or the script is already done, and they're just working on casting. Um, and other pre-production yeah. functions going forward.
0: Yeah, you know, visual design, visual development, stuff like that, so...
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Costume fittings, Mike, costume fittings. <laughs> Very important. Yeah. So, Fantastic Four, I fully expect to have uh, a casting announcement, and probably a new release date, if I'm going to be honest, at San Diego Comic-Con uh, when, we, mm-hmm. when we get there. Uh, something that we've not really heard a lot or seen anything of is X-Men 97, right? The animated series continuation. Um, this coming mm-hmm. to Disney+. Plus, But, um... The uh, the showrunner Bo DeMeo has come out and said that Cyclops and Storm are to be the focus X Men characters in this, like the the lead characters, if you will. Um, Right. That lines up with how the animated show end. Professor X went off to space to to be healed, and um, you know Cyclops and Storm, and Wolverine were left back behind. So obviously we'll get some Wolverine. Everybody loves the animated Wolverine, but Cyclops and Storm sound like people who'd run the institute, if you will. So Mm -hmm. not really too surprising there um moving on spider-man 4 got a little bit of interesting news today mike or this week and that is it's now a rumored august 2025 uh release date which i did not think would be waiting that long for another spider-man movie
0: also august right yeah uh very end of the summer i feel like usually that's the month almost like reserved for like Mission Impossible movies, like, uh, historically, I feel like I've seen Spider-Man in, like, the July slot, or, like, the May slot, right? So, Those big premiere months.
1: So, for 2025, the May slot is Avengers King Dynasty,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: the July slot is Superman Legacy. Um, so, August makes sense, maybe a June, if you will, but, like, um, the only other movie I can think of that came out in August that did successful was the first Guardians movie. came out in August, mm-hmm. um, but it's a very risky position. However, Spider-Man... It's like a proven property right is this something like hey sony's like well we'll release it whenever in spider-man it'll make our money back no matter what we yeah. do could be uh that year is also um the other movie i have in there is fantastic four and batman 2 the batman 2 so 2025 is looking to have some really really deep cuts there that's uh, like in a good way like kind of thing so um maybe we'll get more information at uh san diego comic-con sony usually brings a panel. sony's never brought a panel to san diego have they um uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they ever have. So Marvel won't announce it, so I'd be interested to see when they do announce this. So um interesting. On the flip side, Sony is um trying to to really, you know, hit Spider Man as much as they can here with uh Across the Spider-Verse being two hours and twenty minutes long, Mike. This makes it the longest animated feature to ever release in Hollywood. Wow. Yeah. Like that's a long animated movie um that's a long movie overall um and boy d- does it make me think that they're, they're doing across the spider verse and what's the other one through the spider verse is that mm-hmm. um no beyond beyond the spider verse um at the same time like they're making these like a big like four five hour movie at the same time and they're just cutting it up down the I middle
0: i I mean, I, I I'm not saying the movie necessarily needs to be uh, 90 minutes long, but now I'm worried about sharing the movie theater with uh, little kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they they could barely they could barely withstand the 90 minutes of uh, Mario before they started uh before they mm-hmm. started losing it. So uh, <laughs> crossing my fingers for um, the, a good audience when I finally go to see this one. Yeah,
1: the trailers make it look way more again adult, right? I mean, it's animated. You can't tell parents, oh, don't take your kids the animated movie. But like it looks to be a little scarier with like Spider Man 2099 being very aggressive, uh, mm. a little bit. Um, but it still looks fun. But I agree, like two hours and twenty minutes for, this might be the downfall of this movie, Mike. The, the 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 complaint against this is right. The other one's like, it's over an hour and a half. It's like still like under two. But like, you know, you gotta make sure you're not just telling a long story to tell a long story at the end of the day. So, um, I'm I'm excited again. I'm excited. Uh, we we looked this up. I have it wrong. I have to update it on our. Uh, upcoming releases tab, but this is June 2nd, uh, you know, June 1st, June 2nd coming out. So we are within a month of watching this movie finally. I'm very, very excited to kind of, uh, to get there.
0: There's a chance you're listening to this podcast and tickets could all of a sudden be on sale. So we're going to keep an eye on that.
1: (laughs) Showtimes are up. We, we did just confirm that right before we recorded. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, be prepared to, to get your tickets and, uh, you know, maybe look for the, the no kids Screenings, you know, maybe they'll they'll come out with those eventually. Um, no, no kids allowed, but we'll we'll cross our fingers. Shifting gears uh, into some Star Wars news because I believe Tony Gilroy was was out talking Star Wars this week, and that the final three episodes of Andor will focus, or the final episodes, man, the final three, the final episodes will focus on the three days before Rogue One, Mike. So really, yeah. buttoning up against that movie there.
0: Yes, I I mean, if anything, it could literally butt up almost scene to scene, right? Because we've seen them do that at the end of Rogue One and how it keys right into A New Hope, right? So I think this could be a, a a fun thing of plan your watching accordingly, and then when that series finale finishes, go right into Rogue One. Yeah, because so I know Disney Plus is going to be recommending that that movie right away. So that That's, could be really cool.
1: This is great because I hate and Cassianer's introduction in Rogue One. Like he just shoots that dude in a hallway like out of nowhere, and you're like, who the hell is this guy? What's he doing? Like he's he's out here killing people. He's very, you know, he's a spy. He's very suspect. But like if they can get that down and like show like who he is and what he is up to that. I, that'll be perfect. I think that'll really redeem the opening of rogue one for me. Right. Uh, as in that character's introduction. So I, I really, I'm looking forward to this. Hopefully they deliver. I'm not any, um I don't have any inclination on why they wouldn't deliver. So looking forward to that. All right, let's get into the trailer park. We got three trailers to talk with you guys. So here a little bit, one is Dune part two. Um, we got to see Dune. Was it 2021? october 2021 i think at the Definitely end the released... pandemic yeah pandemic bound i believe that was the year hbo's like releasing all our movies on hbo max and theaters simultaneously um so we were able to watch dune uh on hbo max and uh, part two was not confirmed at that time uh but the first movie is literally half of the book uh so the part two is the second half of the book um which there is a little bit of a time jump and not much not enough to like age up the characters but enough to to show something past. So we get this first trailer and the biggest part of all these Dune movies and all these Dune... Th- the only thing I've ever known about Dune was the sandworms before I ever yeah, saw that's the movie.
0: The, yeah, that's the iconic bit, right?
1: Right. And in this trailer, you get to see uh Paul Atreides... Uh, ride a sandworm across the desert, Mike. And you've not even seen the first movie yet. You've not even seen Dune Part One. So, no. I mean, when everybody tells you if the first
0: one just feels like an unfinished, very much a part one. I was like, yep. well, I might as well just wait. <laughs> so that's yep. that's still my plan. I'm, I'm, uh I, I, I'm watching the trailer right now, Chris, just on mute, just yep. so I don't get too much. Information that I don't need. There's but, yeah, a lot I of not I...
1: information for you, so you're yeah. gonna be fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, that's gonna be my there... plan when this one drops. I'll just uh, watch them back to back.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of new characters added to this. We get um, Florence Pugh, right? Um, you know the uh, Yelena Belova from for Marvel. We get Austin Butler, who is Elvis. Uh, he's playing um, the character Sting, played in the original movie. Uh, and so, like, they're they're really adding a lot more actors, a lot more of this, like, they're building scenes that were not in the movies, for sure, or in the books, for sure. So, I'm excited to kind of see this, but, you know, uh, Denny, he's he's done, he did a great job with the first one, whether it, it, you know, I am disappointed it ends at a halfway point in the book, but it is still a great movie, and I'm very excited to watch the part two, and, you know, I, I hate the phrase only in theaters, but this is a movie I really would like to see in theaters based on the first one, so... Um, absolutely excited to to visit the theaters later this year to to see dune part two when it hits theaters um so you can check out that trailer in the show notes movie Don uh, we talked about this last week uh, at cinemacon but they've officially released a trailer for Gran turismo the movie based on a true story um but also based on a video game also game. based on a video <laughs> game yeah so we did look this up there is a there's a uh, um a, a guy in in England who, was able to play a nissan slash sony sponsored video game tournament to get a spot to race a real car that is what this is the guy plays the games he goes and drives a real car like he passes a class has got um what's his name david david uh harbor and uh orlando bloom um and it's the main leads and then some actors underneath Looks like a dramatic racing movie, Mike. I, it didn't really sell me. I, I, I know you're sold on the premise, but like watching this, I'm like, this looks yeah. boring. Uh, so. is,
0: I, honestly, probably the most interesting tidbit in this whole thing is what about this movie compelled Neil Blomkamp so much to get back into Hollywood? Right, yeah. he's been so jaded with the with the whole industry and process. Like, what about this is bringing him back? Does he just need, like, a big payday? Does he need a big paycheck to keep making his uh, Oats uh, short films? He's like, I'll do Uh, it for a
1: PlayStation 5 and an early copy of Gran Turismo 7.
0: Uh, Little did he know you can just find those in a Target now, right? Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, so I'm interested in seeing another Neil Blomkamp movie, so maybe that's what ultimately gets me to watch this. I don't know. Mm -hmm.
1: What I would, what would be great, is that they release this movie in PlayStation VR, Mike, on for <laughs> PSVR two. You get to watch the the whole movie in VR. Uh, I don't think they will, but you know, it's I'm I'm interested to see again some of the interesting mechanics of making this movie. They they use some remote cameras that like they built remote cameras so they're on the cars and he can control them remotely um, while they're driving around, right? Um, which is really, really interesting. So I'm excited to watch that. But overall, the story's not really dragging me in. I'm just. To be honest, I don't like racing movies. I don't like car movies, so I'm like, it's not for me, and I know it's not for me, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when it comes out. You guys can check out the trailer below. This came out like two weeks ago, and I keep dropping it off of here, and i are forgetting about to put this on here, but I'm going to tell you guys about the biggest letdown of a teaser trailer I've ever <laughs> seen in my life, ever, and that is for Twisted Metal. Mm-hmm. This is a Peacock series based on the video games that we grew up with on PlayStation, Mike um and i love them they are essentially the early battle royales right you have a car and you have like a a car character and a bunch of other car characters with special abilities and you drive around picking up weapons and kill everybody until you're the last car remaining right battle royale for Mm -hmm. cars is what it is this trailer takes anthony mackie in like a tongue in cheek kind of thing where he plays lynn's um what is it um steal my sunshine well, he's in a car with guns on, on the front, but he's like loading his own shotgun, too, while he's driving across America. I, I don't know what this is, and I hate it so much, Mike. I just can't <laughs> put, put it, it just, to words how it runs me wrong in so many ways. Like, maybe a, a full trailer will engage us a little
0: bit more, but from this teaser trailer, it just looks so cheap. Yeah. Right. This looks so like a bottom barrel of just like barely throw any money at it, get a it couple cars out of a warehouse, slap some like fake looking guns on the side of it. You know, they try to hype you up a little bit at the very end by giving you like a little Sweet taste tooth. of like Sweet Tooth, which is probably the most iconic character from the Twisted Metal franchise, but yeah, yeah this just looks Cheap and, and I will, uninspired. A
1: hundred percent. This is not footage from the show, right? Because it's all he's looking at. Anthony mackey's looking at the camera, like doing this, like mm-hmm. you know, he he's rocking out in his car. Like hundred percent guarantee. None of this is going to be in the actual show. But like, if you're getting this, look, like, someone hype Like I don't know who. The only character I can actually pull out of the game is Sweet Tooth, right? And mm-hmm. then Rob Zombie did all the music for most of the games. So I'm like, why are you not giving me Rob Zombie music? And sweet tooth, and then a couple cars exploding each other. Like that's really this all sh- I needed, like to get me hyped. And I'm like, this is awful. This should,
0: this should be a movie directed by Rob Zombie, right? This yeah. is the type of like video game franchise where you kind of just need to go like just unchain it, go just off the rails because yeah. it does. There's no, there's no logical scenario you could really make this work where like, oh, everybody fight to the death, you know, yep. like Hunger Games style. Well, but, yeah, right,
1: uh, it's. This looks like, again, we're going to talk about this in a second, Mortal Kombat, but it didn't have any fucking Mortal Kombat in it. It was like, <laughs> we're going to kill everybody before we have the Mortal Kombat. And I'm like, yeah. that's awful, and I and I hate your movie for it. This show looks like okay. Twisted Metal without the Twisted Metal combat. Like, he's just trying to survive. Like, how many characters are you going to throw out and they're just going to get wiped out in, like, one episode, right? I, th- I think the safest thing to say, Chris, is we are not teased. I'm not we're teased. Not, My not, metal I'm is twisted, pleased. Mike. My metal is so twisted at this, <laughs> and not in a good way. But we'll keep you guys posted as more comes out. Lastly, uh, this is good news for the actual Mortal Kombat sequel, Mike. I think Mortal Kombat 2, the the um, I think it went straight to streaming. I don't know if it went to theaters, but the Mortal Kombat movie, the movie, it was fine, it had some good action scenes, you know, some awesome things. It just didn't have actually any Mortal Kombat, which sucked. Um, Mortal Kombat Two is looking to cast Carl Urban to play Johnny Cage in this sequel, and I think that sounds awesome. I think he's hey. he's an infectious actor who knows how to handle blood and guts on scenes pretty well after doing the boys for so many years.
0: Yeah, we we love Carl Urban. I feel like that's en- that's enough to get me to tune in. Uh, this was one of those like uh, HBO Max films, right, that we got to watch yeah. streaming. Uh, and in the comfort of our own homes during the pandemic, I, doesn't seem like we're gonna get that luxury again with the sequel. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine I buy a ticket to go see the second this one. This is this is a Saturday afternoon one.
1: matinee. This is like I'm gonna pay like a cheap ticket and like just go in without any like. Expectations and see what I get out of it, right? Yeah, kind this a...
0: is a uh, Chris texting me that says, Oh, I got I found a copy and I put it up on my Plex server, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, ty- ty- type of deal. Yeah. I, I I don't know if I go so that's,
1: that's the problem with this. Is I call concerned. it the Carl Urban curse, like, he was in Dread, right? Great movie, did not make mm-hmm. any money, like, anything he's in movie wise is just not doesn't like other than Lord of the Rings, but he wasn't the main character, but anything he's like a main character and just doesn't get the hype it deserves, right, or the money to, to, to do more. So, I feel like. They're gonna do this, right? No one, everyone's gonna be like, "Ah, the first one left a bad taste in my mouth." I don't want to go watch this, unless they like go balls to the wall, Mortal Kombat on us, right? Like actual tournament style.
0: They're gonna have to. That's yeah, they're the gonna only have to. P- that's the only thing they have left to play. Yeah,
1: so if they can do that, do it. The other thing I think would be interesting if they do a video game tie-in with us, like mm, release maybe. the next Mortal Kombat when this game when this movie comes out, and like the, you can buy skins of the, or that comes with skins of the characters from the movie. So. Um, It'd be interesting, so we'll we'll see. But I'm excited, Carl Urban, if he if he gets to play. I don't see him playing Johnny Cage, but I guess he's got that smartassiness from from the boys that he can carry over to that. So Mm -hmm. uh, we'll keep you guys posted as more of this comes out. All right, we got we got an episode under the belt, Mike. We got two two episodes. We got a review of Guardians. You guys can listen to. We got this one. But if people want to know what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you at, my friend?
0: Oh, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my webcomics at LifeRewardsRisk.com. Chris, if people want to catch you, where can they find you?
1: Find me on Instagram, Valdane87, uh, or, you know, add me on any video game system. You know, ValdaneValdane87. We'll 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 play something. We'll figure it out. Uh, if people want to know more about the show, listen to our Guardians spoiler-free first half, spoiler-filled second half uh, review episode, or any other show, come back and listen as we get more of these into the summer. Where can they find all these goodies at?
0: Yes, hop into your virtual Gran Turismo car mm. and drive on over to our headquarters, which is superhero slate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So, if you want to see all the trailers that we talked about this week, we got them over there in our show notes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to, find podcasts like ours. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, get merch at superhero slate.com slash store we love hearing from you let us know what you're excited about this summer did you go see guardians are you excited for grand turismo uh, what do you think about twisted metal teaser do you uh, hate it uh. <laughs> much like us uh, but if you want to be a super fan of the show all you got to do is share the show with a friend share the show with a buddy and we will be here every week folks
1: that's right we'll see you guys next week bye
0: thanks for listening and don't forget to
1: subscribe